Podcast. The example that I give that I think maybe people might be aware of is the jump in consciousness, the jump in mental capacity and mental structure we took as a human in our evolution. Is that because we started eating psychedelic mushrooms or it was a part of our natural progression? Or can we now factor in this theory that there has been sequential and continual loving interference by alien souls and beings to help us expand into something more. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Good morning, evening, afternoon, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. A very special episode today. They're all special, to be honest, but today is going to be an extra deep dive into the spiritual worlds, the spiritual, deep, esoteric, very, and in many ways, grounded. We're going to try and make them grounded, but in in reality it's going to be very it's going to be very woo and if you've heard my voice before and you've heard the beautiful guests i have on today you know what we're about but let me just give a quick little intro second round second time returning first first repeat guest here on the cosmic lover love antenna shereen wilson is is my colleague today that we're going to be talking about all things woo with Shireen. She's a hypnotherapist. She's an inner mind spell specialist. She's a coach. She's a powerful transformational space holder, much like myself, but that's not why she's here today. She's here because she's, I was, I was joking about this with her yesterday. She's literally the only other person in the world <laughs> that I could talk so deeply and confidently about the topics we're going to get in today about. So Shireen, Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's nice to be back, and yeah, it's it's fun when you meet people that you can go deep dive wooing with. Um, Ooh, deep dive wooing, I love that. That's a good T-shirt. Yeah, I made a new friend the other day, and I was like, it's always interesting when I meet new people and they ask me what I do, and yeah, I'm a hypnotherapist and a mind specialist. And then you know, when I start talking a little bit more about the energetic and spiritual work that I do she could this new friend that I made she looked at me and she goes that sounds a bit woo woo <laughs> and I burst out laughing and I said yep I do a bit of woo and she you goes, get offended do you get offended by that uh not at all yeah, uh me neither I think it's becoming people are gravitating towards the woo yeah so um the woo is becoming more popular and the woo has a lot of answers yes so uh, it's helped me a lot in my life. <laughs> Speaking of answers, that is actually the intention of this episode today. So I'm going to, before we get into it, I want to, I want to lay some foundation here because we are going to get into some very, we're, we're taking all the bars off, right? If you heard the last chat that we did together, Shereen and I, we talked about uh, entities and spiritual gifts and a lot of the, some of the spiritual elements, but today we're really going to just, just take all of it away and just go deep, go deep into some aspects here. And the intention for it is, is truth is to help you, the listener, maybe tune back into something that you've forgotten. And I want to be very clear here that what, what Shereen and I are going to be talking about come from 
research and and study that we've done. I'm going to give some resources here in a second. I know Shireen has some herself as well. It also comes from our experience that we've had with clients. We, we, we might share some stories here today to back up some of the things we're discussing. But also a bit of it is going to be us just tuning in intuitively and giving our intuitive perspective on these topics because I think that's what really gives a lot of value a lot of times because we do know a lot of things. When we lean into that, that is powerful in my perspective. So I want to set that foundation. And as you, the listener, I would encourage you to definitely be skeptical. Healthy skepticism is a must, but I would also lean in to this chat today with an open heart, open mind, and allow that little, that will not little, that powerful intuitive being inside of you to speak and to connect to the things we're going to discuss. Shireen, do you want to add anything to that? No, I think, I think, you know, just people need to have an open mind and understand that there's layers to this, you know, yeah. for myself, like this has been 10 years, you know, natural, to be honest, I, I I've shared this in the last podcast since I was young, I was attuned to a lot of these woo-woo giftings and I didn't have a framework for it. And yes. I saw yes. some pretty crazy stuff and I didn't have, it wasn't, I didn't have a box to put it in. And, you know, so then 10 years ago, I would say even more than that. Well, no, 10 years ago is kind of when I really started to find containers to put all of this mm. in and I'm still unraveling and unboxing and boxing what I, and filtering what resonates with me and what I find is truth for me. And so, you know, I have had many friends come to me, you know, from two, three, four years ago, come to me now and been like, uh, right. okay, yeah, you were totally right, you know, and that's okay. It takes time. And thankfully now we're at, you know, what took me 10 years to discover, I'm finding people are learning in a matter of months because of the accelerated process that we're in. And so I'm having to brush up a little bit on my, you know, deep dive a little bit and be like, oh yeah. Like last night I was just looking at a few things because I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, But yeah, I think just people listening is just, it's okay if it's far out there. you know, cognitive dissonance is a thing for a reason yeah. and you may not be ready. And that's okay. You know, it, yeah. That's okay. That's yes. okay. There's we, what I'm trying to say. We didn't come to this, to some of these beliefs overnight. No, it definitely was a process of, of, and, and you'll learn it's all connected. This is like yes. the craziest thing that I can't wait to kind of get in with you about is, is it's all connected. Like if you read, about quantum physics. And then you read about the biology of belief by Dr. Greg Braden. Then you really, you know, you really uh, read about ancient Rome. Like you start to see there all these connections together and you're like, wait, what? Um, so that's the, that's the, yeah. So a couple of things here, you, I love how you said the box place things in a box. And that is a really, that's a beautiful analogy and image of, I think what we're going to try and do here today and what's been really <clears throat> pivotal for me, the box that I started putting these dots together in was the hypnotherapy and the, the unconscious subconscious, the power of the subconscious. And that's, that's where I want to start here. I want to, I want people to, if, if, if you've heard me speaking, you've heard Shireen speaking, ancestral healing is something that we hit on a lot. And mm-hmm. 
I hit on this through spiritual activations, the chakras. Uh, Shireen does it through the work of hypnotherapy and some of the other modalities. But the I think the the box that I think a lot of these topics we're going to hit on today that I want people to keep coming back to is the power of the subconscious mind. And through past life regressions, through tapping into the subconscious, a lot of these links between these seemingly disconnected topics we're going to hit on today can be made, right? Because that's where it lies in the subconscious, whether it be through memories, whether it be through entities coming in, whether it be through spiritual powers, the subconscious is the, is the thread that in my opinion, links them all together. Do you agree with that, Shereen? Yeah. And like, you know, you go deeper into learning about what the purpose of the subconscious and unconscious is, and you go into Freud's work and you can go into some of these scientists and what, what they've said, even Nikola Tesla, Hippocrates, they've all mentioned the subconscious and unconscious. You begin to realize that it's actually, you know, just a hidden part of yourself. And I believe it is the higher self. I do believe um, it's the higher self to guide us. And it, it it's for those who don't know, like the unconscious mind and subconscious record everything. Yeah. There is no, there is no box for time in that it's past, present, future, and it doesn't all in one. And it, it records everything. It knows everything. It yes. has also has access to everything. Yep. When you go into the quantum field or into the, the crystal grid, I and mean, everything, everything is not just this earth. So yeah. let's, let's, let's jump from that. Let's go from there. I think that's a good segue into sort of the first area we want to step our toes into here. And just before I hit it, I want to give a quick little, a uh, few resources here. So these are resources that I've found really powerful. I know Shireen has found really powerful too. And I know she wants to add one as well. So I'm going to list some books that I would recommend people uh, start with. We're going to reference, probably reference, reference them throughout this chat today. So the three books I'm going to mention here, the three authors and books are Dolores Cannon, Keepers of the Garden. There, she has many books, but that's a good place to start. Uh, Michael Newton, uh, The Wisdom of Souls, but he has a few books as well. I would go back and just look up the, the Newton Institute and Michael Newton's work as an author, a lot of work with past life regression and the life between lives. And also a very recent author that's come into my world, uh, Anna, Anna Reitor and her book, Krivta, The God Tricks Against the Matrix. And uh, three very powerful resources. We won't go into them, but I just I want to place them here for you, the reader, to start bringing your awareness to. Uh, Shereen, you had one other book you wanted to reference to, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many here. Yes. I, yes. Uh, I'm looking at my shelf and there, <laughs> there's a lot. And yeah, I mean, I can remember there was one called The Babylonian Times um, and I can't remember the author, um, but th- that was one of the first book books I read um, that started to blow my mind. Even I've talked to you about the Torah in the unwritten, uh, you know, the lost transcripts of the the tablets, the Bible, the ones that the Catholic church never put in. So the book of Enoch, um, if you cross reference it, I've shared that with you. It, it goes into a lot of the the stuff that Dolores Canyon has mentioned, which is insane because that's a biblical text, right? Um, and, uh, yeah. And then there's another one that I just recently came across and I'm, I'm just learning about it. It's called earth, the Pleiadian keys, um, to the living library. And it's by Barbara Marciniak, Marciniak. Um, and she, a lot of her work comes up with the uh, same as Dolores Canyon, but 
Yeah, there's many books out there. Yeah. Many, many, and many tablets. Old the the emerald tablets even go into some of this stuff. Yeah. So and the Book of Ra. I mean, so many Hinduism. There's like all of them. If you start to dive deep into the religions, they all cr- cross reference some of this stuff. I was reading about the 144,000 last night and how many cross references those are there are for that. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I went so, deep last so, night in my so own woo. Preparing, preparing for this, all the little segues. All right. Yeah. So what I'll do, I'm going to put those books. I'll put the, those four books that we just referenced in the show notes for people listening. So tune into those. Let's start here now with all the foundation set, all, all this, just all this sort of <laughs> disclaimer and this buildup. Now let's go into some specific topics. So I want to start here with aliens and specifically <laughs> just casually. Aliens, nice and light. Yeah, nice and light, but specifically star seeds. So Shereen, I want to pass to you here first. For, for, okay. for new people coming in, they might have heard of this word, they have heard this reference before. How would you define what is a star seat? What in your opinion, and I'll add on if you miss anything. Okay, so like many things there there's going to be language language that i don't necessarily agree with because it's become trendy in the new age quote unquote and i think we can become very attached and because yeah. i'm in neuro-linguistic programming you need to be careful of that and so starseed i think is a general label to say that i like to say as either you've been to another planet or you're from another planet and you've come specifically to earth um, maybe you have some alien DNA in you. To be honest, I think we all do. Uh, that's a touchy subject, but I think our DNA has been altered many times over. Um, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah, but specifically, you you this is not your home planet. Let's put it that way. That Earth is is not like your residing residence. You're like you're kind of here for a very specific reason and you come with characteristics and some people say well star seeds you know they we like to go further in to saying okay a star seed and the characteristics and and there's a whole you can go look up on google all the all the characteristics and basically it's saying like you're from like you know sirius or palladian yep. or arturian or uh aromada or Dromedon or what I can't even remember all of them but I mean it's neither here nor there in where you specifically came from but you came here with a purpose and you have alien you know DNA in yeah. you that's kind of what I like to say it and I think that is the I think that is the definition that resonates with me the most is yeah you could get specific with it and why not if you're depending on where you are in this journey go as deep as you wish but I think for the general listener it's it's that it's the your soul, especially if we're looking at from a reincarnation perspective of having multiple lives, which let's be honest, if you're listening to this chat, you probably believe this, this, that you've had multiple, you know, at least multiple lives on another planet, planet in an alien being. And this is where things started to domino for me. Right. So this is where things started to really align. I always used to see the alien conversation. I couldn't connect to it. I, I understand, I did understand it. I never sort of pushed it away. I was open to it, but something about it, I just, I didn't, wasn't connected to, but then as soon as I started realizing and, and experiencing and learning about the connection between, I understand that we have past lives, but the fact that we could have a past life in an alien form of course, 
right? Why one, how could, why would that not be a possibility? And two, this would explain why so many people feel, you know, there's many symptoms, but feel disconnected sometimes feel like this human existence. And we talked about this last time with you, Shireen, this human existence is a bit too much sometimes, or it's very new or it's very extreme. So this leads to where I want to go next here, Shireen. Okay. Let's say that we are a star seed or let's be more simple with it. Let's say that we have had past lives in alien form on other planets. What do you, in your opinion, what are some symptoms that this is, this is a reality for our soul? I mean, it can vary for, it can be different with everybody. Um, you know, and here's, here's where it crosses over because you, you may be a star seed, but you've been on earth so many times that you actually have become very comfortable with it. So, cause I have met people that are star seeds, but they have been here so many times that they just breeze through life. They're like, yeah, and, I know what I'm doing and I'm and here. Shereen, and I'm- let me interrupt you here. Have they been through lives or were those lives imprinted so they could be more comfortable? <laughs> I actually think, I actually believe they've been through lives. It's not just imprints. And the reason why is because they become comfortable in their body. Okay. Cause, because I, the research that I've done with Dr. Michael Newton and the cross-reference with Dor- Dolores, Dolores Canyon is that the main thing is star seeds tend to have a harder time integrating in the human body. There is not as much as an, so if we were to take just a basic bitch soul, excuse me, language, but you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, they tend to mold really well with the human body. The DNA is fine. Take a, take an alien soul that has a little bit different DNA complex or used to another DNA complex. The human body is a little more difficult to integrate. And there seems to be some issues, health issues that can collide. So that's one of the negative symptoms I would say, um, is, is that other things is, you know, feeling like this is not your home, just feeling like a lot of people have come to me feeling like I feel alone. I feel isolated. I feel abandoned. I feel like I was left, uh, you know, dropped off left here. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that does come. If you look into the Orion wars or you look into Atlantis, any of that stuff, if you, some species were just dropped off because earth was actually one of a refugee camp for a lot of aliens. I know this sounds absolutely crazy. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, I mean, I, I know the history of some of the Palladian wars and, and, you know, uh, the Palladians were captivated and they had to flee another planet and earth was a safe zone. Um, so a lot of people have, let me jump in your stream. Cause I want to, I want to break something down. Cause we could go off this. <laughs> We're like, Oh my God, earth is a refugee camp for aliens. What? The, yes. the, the, the funny, the funny slash difficult thing about this conversation is that it's very hard to keep it within a scope because we can go to so many different little avenues. And, and I want to, just for the listener, I want to be mindful of your head exploding with all these different concepts. And I want to try and make this as, condensed but as 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 manageable if that is if it's doable as manageable as possible so i want to come back to something i said to you just then and yeah i agree with you i think i think there are i think there are many alien souls that have had actual human lives to help them with their human incarnation but i also think and i agree and this is why i resonated so much with this concept of 
past life imprinting. I think there are also souls, alien souls, that have had past lives that are not theirs. I have had past lives as humans that are not theirs to help that alien soul also do the thing that you just said, you know, connect into this human experience, right? And you gave me this example that I think it's a really good one is the, you know, many people having the same past life as Cleopatra or may, many people having the same past life as, you know, insert famous, famous human figure from the past, not, and, and, I, and I say this because this can be an easy thing that people that are skeptical use to discredit this actual reality. And it's not a discreditation. It's just a, it's an example of something else. And, it's, and there's something else past life imprinting. Would you agree, Shrink? Yeah. And I think we need to just explain what a little bit of past life imprinting is. And imprinting is when basically you're able to step into assimilation and become the actor or the actress and play the part, but it's a simulation. And so you gather all the information or I've read that you can access a library. Um, So, you know, here's the thing. If I read books about Cleopatra all day, every day and studied her, watched videos of her and studied her and dressed like her and looked like her, I would begin to embody her identity and I could somehow live up, you know, live her out yep. without actually being her. Yes. It's like modeling to the greatest extreme, but it's imprinted on such an energetic level that yep. you actually remember it as, yeah, I was Cleopatra in a past life. Yep. Um, and it's and, just as real. It's just as yes. real as if you actually were Cleopatra in a past life. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had readers tell me that I was Cleopatra in a past life and I just rolled my eyes. And then um, although I have flashbacks of being in Egypt. So I'm like, maybe, and you and I were both in Egypt at one time. So I'm like, maybe, maybe that was the case. Maybe it was an imprint. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, I, I don't, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with well, that? Well, no, but so we'll jump in this string. So I just wanted to explain that for people. And if you're, if you've had these experiences, just before you push them away is not real, because someone else has had it, add this example in and then see if that resonates for you. I want to, I want to keep going here, Shrink, because there's so, so much I want to talk about and we only have a certain amount of time. So the next thing I want to hit on is alien experimentation. And, and this is such a, this is such a cliche, another sort of example of a cliche theme of this world that's been pushed to the extreme into the human fear to the point where now we're just disowning it altogether. And what I mean by that is if any, as soon as I said that the alien experimentation, I'm sure many of you listening went straight to the, to the, 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 the Stephen King movie or the, or the, or the science fiction zombie movie where you're imagining aliens abducting you coming up onto the ship and probing you and filling you with fear and then erasing your memory like men in black and placing you back on the earth. So, did that, is that an actual reality? And I would say yes and no. So this is what I want to throw to you here now, Shireen. And this has been really a big shift for me is that not only is this a reality, but it's a reality that we've, that we've, we've placed our human fears onto and actually disconnected from altogether. And what I mean by that is that it does exist, but it's the opposite. It's, it exists for our benefit. It exists to support us. It exists from a place of love. Do you want to explain what I'm saying? 
do you want to explain what you're saying? Because you're going, what do you mean? I think the audience is going to ask for your benefits. So if we're talking about alien experimentation, how would that be beneficial to the human race, to the human DNA? So from, again, this is from my own, this is now where we're going into not just research that I've, I've read and looked into, but now my own intuitive feeling and expression of this. So I do feel that there has been and continues to be alien interference with us as a human. But to say that that interference is being done for a bad reason, I think is incorrect. I feel, and again, from what I've known, what I'm intuitively sensing, there is a reason behind it. And there is a sort of support and a wanting us to expand and wanting us to evolve. The example that I give that I think maybe people might be aware of is the jump in consciousness, the jump in mental capacity and mental structure we took as a human in our evolution. Is that because we started eating psychedelic mushrooms or it was a part of our natural progression? Or can we now factor in this theory that there has been sequential and continual loving interference by alien souls and beings to help us expand into something more. Well, I mean, that just comes along with Darwin's survival of the fittest, right? And so we can look at that at a physiological level, but we can also look at that as an energetic level. And so if you look at Neanderthals, you know, millions of years ago, there had to be an evolution for the earth to evolve. We had to learn how to eat with a fork. We had to learn how to think and create language and all this other stuff. Um, and with that, there's an energetic component, which also has to come alongside in evolution. And I think, yes, there has to be an advancement. And well, if we already, if, if it was interesting, because in this book called Earth Palladians, Palladians Key to the Living Library, she specifically is channeling, which is really, really interesting, the Palladians from the future palladians are a species of of different uh, different planet correct yeah yeah they're an alien source whatever a different species yeah so these palladians from a different planet are channeling to her from the future what they are experiencing in present time and also warning her in present time what's happening it's really interesting and you know i think you know for in order for that to happen, there has to be an evolution, a spiritual yes, evolution yes. going on inside of her. And she's probably got some alien DNA in her. Yeah. And um, how did the alien how did the alien DNA get there? How did that progression right. begin? That's the sort of that's where these abductions, and I don't even like calling them I, I think abductions is the wrong word. I think it's well, are you referring to like the very beginning with Atlantis? Because well, so we'll get to that. I'm talking about uh the stereotypical alien mm. like ship coming in right. and attracting someone up into the, into the, into the actual spaceship. I don't even go there. Cause that's so like, yeah. I have retrained oh. my mind to think so differently. I'm like, what do people still believe that? Well, so this is where I want to plant the seed. And this is where I would reference people to Dolores's book. Cause she talks about it a lot and it really resonates with me. And not only do these things exist and she has experienced these through uh, past life regressions with people that have had these kinds of experiences. And it's the, it's the, it's either the subconscious sharing these experiences happening, or it's an entity channeling into the subconscious to explain the situation. And not only do they explain the situation as very real and happening, they explain the situation as it's happening for them, not to them. There is something going on that the alien mm-hmm. species is 
is helping cultivate the being move through. So that expansion that you were just talking about in your example to help with their gifts, to help with a remembering, to help with an activation, to help with a disease, et cetera. So I guess that what I'm just trying to plant here is look at this whole abduction element from a different perspective. What if it was happening for you, not to you? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does make sense. I think a lot of people think alien invasion and it's like, they're here to harm us. But if you actually start to read some of the, even the ancient texts, it's very much, they're here to help us and to help with the evolution and to guide and to get us where we need to go so that there can be a shift. That need to go, get us to where we need to go. So let's talk about this now. Where are we going? What are they preparing us for? So, okay, we could go off many, there's many tangents here, but let me condone, let's condense it into one. So another, another view, another perspective of this is that there's a new earth coming. Right. Both a new earth in an actual physical form, like an actual other planet, but mm-hmm. also a new earth in the energetic frequency shift form, like this earth that we're on is there's a perspective that there is an energetic frequency shift occurring that's actually placing us into a new a mm-hmm. new earth. So speak to this. What's your perspective on this and this preparation process, Shereen? I haven't completely landed on what I fully believe. I will say I have always felt that we there needs to be a shift and there needs to be an evolution in in the sense of new beginning. Um, whether that will happen in this lifetime, I'm not sure what that looks like. I'm not sure. I, for the longest time, I think many light workers, healers, whatever you want to call yourself believed that it was in a physical form and just a physical form, but you know, it could be in an energetic form. And I've, I've felt many times that the new earth is already here. It is already here, but to make that you know, physical dimensional shift. I mean, that could take years, Mm -hmm. but energetically, I feel it's already here. And what's the purpose of the new earth? Um, I think it is to restore a lot of what, um, I think one is to restore what, what has kind of fallen and been lost in some of the, the purposes of evolution and gifts and stuff like that. And the other reason, you know, I'm not completely sure. I haven't quite landed on all of the reasons of why we need to go there. Other than I think, you know, I think I shared this with you the other day is I kind of had an epiphany moment when I was listening again to Dr. Michael Newton and he, um, you know, was doing a past life regression. And this woman was like, And he was like, so after you reach, you know, a certain level six and seven and you become this council member and you become this, are Mm. are you then like God? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? No, it's so that we are all unified as a collective. We are pure love source and energy. And something clicked in me and was like, isn't that what we're always wanting anyways? Like, you know, out of every single client I have worked with over the years, you name whatever the issue is, the deep sense of, I want to be connected. I want to be reconnected back to myself, back to source. And it's like, why is that the driving force here? Well, because I think 
that's the point. Yeah, me too. And I think this is when I ask myself about the new earth, I, that's where I go. I go to this collective expression upwards, whether that's a collective expression in our current earth setting in the world that we live in and we're just collectively rising, whether that's a whole frequency shift where we all change into another form, right? Whether that is, is actually leaving the physical earth to a new earth. I think the theme that combines them all together that I'm resonating with is a collective unison coming together of a community at large. And I've experienced it. And this, this threads into where I want to take this chat next with Atlantis. But I think a big part of that is also providing the space for us to be more of what we are and more of what we are is spiritual beings having a human experience and that mm -hmm. spiritual being expressing itself through the old spiritual senses and abilities that we have. I think when I think of a new earth and a collective rising together, I think of a collective rising together full of individuals that are expressing what they're actually capable of. I think most of us in this human form are only doing a minute, like a zero point zero one percent of what we are actually capable of as entities as beings and i think a new earth will reflect what we are actually capable of mm -hmm. which flows beautifully into atlantis <laughs> shireen here and again this has been another topic that for a long time for me like has been in the the side peripherals like, oh yeah maybe i yeah i get it <laughs> maybe that's the thing, but I don't disown it, but I also don't connect to it. But then when I started connecting to the dots to not only these yeah. themes, these themes of destruction and trying to rise higher and then the spiritual senses and all these elements started to link. So the first question I want to ask you, Shireen, why do you think Atlantis is such a, it's such a one famous example, but two, such a, a, why do we have so much difficulty connecting to it? Why is it, do we automatically, why is it the example of the thing that we automatically just push to the side? I, I think one, it is not talked about enough. <laughs> two, it's again, not having the framework to understand like, you know, some people say Atlantis was another dimension. Some people say it was the earth before. Um, some people say Atlantis was another planet. And then from that earth grew into that. And I mean, uh, you know, I believe that Atlantis was the original earth um, and was, was, yeah, when things really begun. Um, and then, well, Atlantis is a place, I believe, on earth, so to say. Um and sorry, I totally lost that. What, what was your question? No, why isn't I, it talked about? Uh, yeah. Why do you think it's a good example of, you know, something that we could lean into? Like if I'd spent those years ago, if I'd leaned into it, I could have got these awareness, but I was an example of someone that saw it, but automatically sort of pushed it it's away. It's so far-fetched. It sounds so fairy tale. Like it's like, so that like I watched the a word cartoon. I used fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I watched a cartoon the very first time I was like, I think it was the movie earth is not what it seems. And it's on YouTube. It's about 45 minutes long or an hour long. It's like this little cartoon thing. And it was like, okay. It was like, so, and then these like beings came and like abducted the human race and began to like you know, transmutate and breed with the other humans. And, and they began, some became slaves and, 
you know, the human race became slaves and then some became godlike and some, you know, and all this. And you're just like, this sounds insane. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, again, if you don't have a frame of reference, where are you going to put it? Yeah. Um, you don't have a box to put it in. Exactly. And so I think that's another thing is, is like, it sounds bizarre. And then like, you know, there was a great flood and then yeah. they had to evacuate and some and were reset. taken away. Yeah. And some were, some died and some were rescued and like, we don't, there's so many different stories like there. Yeah. And, you know, and then it's ironic because if you look at the book of raw, there was a giant flood. And if yeah. you look at the Bible, there was a yeah. flood yeah. and it was to banish, you know, a lot of the destructed human yep. race. I, I think, so I'm just going to share my, where I'm, where I've landed with it. <laughs> and it, a lot of it is where Shireen has already added on to. I not only th- think it was a, a place. I think it was a series of places. I think it was a, it started, maybe started off as a physical place, but then expanded outwards, a lot of different collections. I also think it was an example of what we are capable of. We did reach a point. So like I was just mentioning before about how there's been experimentation to help us get to a point of our potential. I think Atlantis, and I actually think it's happened multiple times. I think Atlantis is just one, is the most famous example of it but it was an example of us tuning into what we're actually capable of, right? Atlantis connects into spiritual senses. It connects into our clear senses. And many of the Atlantis stories are humans connecting into their, their clairvoyance, their clear audience, their tell their, their, I think many stories also talk about using hovering abilities and crystals and energy. And it's, it's an example of humans going through this cycle of, getting so close to something, something like just expression and expansion, but then something else occurs. And this is also what I want to get your feedback on here now is, and this blew my mind (laughs) when, when I made this domino connection, this string connection to this is that, okay, we understand that the aliens had some impact on us and experimentation on us to help us expand. But then as we started to expand in our spiritual gifts and our potential, we reached a point where we then wanted to test this out and try this out. And this is where the human, uh, the animal experimentation, human and animal experimentation came in. And I want to throw it back to you, Shireen, to get your thoughts on this, but the, the experimentation with animal hybrids, in Atlantis, the the things that we hear about in, in folklore of, of mermaids and minotaurs and and centaurs and these half-breed things, a big part of it can linked can be linked back to Atlantis, the expansion of our consciousness and our abilities, but also this element of man, this greed, this power element that then went a bit too far. Mm, I think you just mean, yeah, no, I think you know, I, and that's what led to the downfall. I add that because that's one of the reasons for the downfall. Yeah. And I know, you know, this from reading Dolores's books, but she talks about the watchers, right. Yeah. And how they're really kind of keep and the keepers of the galaxy and the ascended masters, there's different names for them. Um, but the watchers are basically, you know, almost like earth keepers and, uh, you know, their whole goal is to preserve earth and the preservation of human race. And if we begin to tamper with that to a certain degree, that needs to be stopped. And there are ways to, that's when they can intervene is if 
if they go too far. And I've protect us a- though, like you said, like they, that's where the shuttling off planet comes. They don't want to intervene and reset us altogether. They want to stop the destruction, stop the, the, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. The greed, the power, take us off planet and then put us back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or even alter the timelines. I was, I was reading about the time masters who can manipulate time to, change the alternative events, right? The Mandela effect, Ooh, crazy stuff. And this goes so deep down this rabbit hole. Um, you know, the hybridization, hybridization of the animals, you know, what a lot of people don't know is that it, it's still going on today. Yeah. And um, it's very underground, but a lot of it's been shut down yeah. on purpose. Um, because again, when anything that can really destruct, destroy the human race or deter us from where we are supposed to be headed, then that needs to be shut down. Um, but yeah, I mean, wild. there was a book I read and he, there's a scientist and he talks about the giants that are still alive and in Peru. And he was a private pilot for, he couldn't even name it, but like CIA government, you know, official stuff. And he came out and he was a whistleblower and he shared some of the creatures that he transported through aircraft. And he's like, yeah, people have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. The technology and what we are capable of manipulating the DNA, you know, and. So uh, Shereen, this is why I think Atlantis is such an important topic for people is for the the ability to look back at what happened and to stop us from doing it again that's why i think I, and i want this is what i want it's the to, point of history right yes it's the point yes of teaching and learning yes. history and that yes. is why i think a lot of history is being erased yes yep right yep because i agree and if, if you're a listener tuning into this with this atlantis topic i know we're, we're in it now so if you're still with us you're you're, you're, you're going to keep going but i i just I, I just want to remind you with the with the Atlantis pieces, hold that in your heart and look at it and look at the trends now. Look at both the the suppression of the spiritual gifts, look at the the animal hybridization, look at the 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 reaching for power and then what what happens when we reach for that power if we don't handle it with grace and love, right? It's the recycling. But also, you know, and I'll just add this in here and we'll keep it flowing, but just to be mindful, you asked me this question the other day, Shireen. You asked about you know, what do you think is going to happen in Europe? What do you think is going to happen with all things, you know, Russia and everything that's going on in the world at the moment? And I connected to these events and I think, yes, there is a potential that there is some actual destruction, but based off when I look at these past events, mm-hmm. I look at the trend of what happens. There may be physical destruction, but the people that are really, you know, stay in their heart space and are really trying to make change. I don't think will be lost. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. And I like to point out is that from what we are being seen, it is destruction, right? From what we are being shown, it is destruction, but how do we know what's really going on? Right. How do we, how do we know what's really happening? And I think we need to be mindful of that because if here, here's the thing. If I was to walk in on a pregnant woman giving birth and I had no concept of birth and pregnancy and labor <laughs> in any of that, I would think somebody is killing her 
And I would be like, this woman needs help. Someone needs to stop this. So we need to keep in mind what birthing looks like mm-hmm. and what rebirth looks like and what, what is the purpose of destruction? And a lot of it is to rebuild. And yeah. I'm not saying that, oh, you know, I don't care about if what's, you know, if people are being harmed or not, it's just, we need it, to have an understanding. We, yeah. And again, how do we know it's destruction? Yes. How do we know? Yeah. They're, they could be forming behind the scenes an alliance or setting up for the new earth. And we need to be careful not to go down the rabbit hole of, yeah. you know, this is working against us. Like you said in the beginning, it's actually, you know, what, what, what's meant to happen. I was watching a, a YouTube video last night and, you know, the timeline for earth, we can, we can go off the timeline, but we will merge back into it where we are supposed to go. We will. And you can't change that. Right. Yeah. You know, you can't, I I can, I can go, I can color my hair. I can move all over the country. I can move all over the world. I can change my career a hundred times, but I will never change my divine path and purpose of me, which is like, I'm meant to be a healer. Yeah. And so the earth is meant to, to be a school of teaching and evolution. So no matter what happens, it's going to maintain that path. So we need to like almost, you know, be more objective when looking at world events and understand we're still on the right path. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it, Shereen. And just be, money, gods, and all. Yeah, just to be clear with people listening, this is not me and Shereen here justifying the the actions taken by certain governments and the suffering of Ukrainian people. Of course, we need to be there, support them, help them, do, give them the love that they deserve to have. But I think it just helps at a collective level to see, you know, not get lost in the fear, not get lost in the in the hatred, not get lost in the anger. Change the mind shift a little bit to be able to take actions that are empowering for everyone, right? Not just, not just one government, but for the whole collective, right? Because going back to the Atlantis piece, going back to the new earth piece, the goal here is unity. Right? The goal here is collective uprising. So how can we all together rise, right? Rather than just me, Harrison, the individual. I was just going to say, and a really good play, there always has to be a villain. Yeah. Right. A really good play. There has to be a villain. That, you know, I, and I know you've studied uh, with all the things that, that we've read and the, the resources you've listed, but, you know, everybody plays their role. And who's, if you understand that, it's, it's a play. It's, it's everybody's playing their role so that we can get where we need to go. And so you need a villain, you need a victor, you need a victim, and you need, to create a great storyline and for us to evolve, that needs to happen. If you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yep. I am speaking of plays, speaking of earth school, I want to shift here now, Shireen, into another topic I want to hit that connects, that links to all this we're talking about with aliens and, and Atlantis and all of these beautiful things we've hit on thus far. I want to talk now about the life between lives and how this plays into all of this. Oh, this is my favorite. Yeah, I know it is. And I I want to sort of describe what it is super quick. And then I want to give get you to speak to it and how this how this plays into this and why this is important. So the life between lives is 
what it sounds like. It is the place and space in between the incarnations that we go to, you know, before we reincarnate, we go to a council, we, we make our soul contracts, we decide our karma, all these things. And it is a space and place in hypnotherapy, uh, past life regressions that you can actually learn to go to, to put your life into context, but also to really learn about these bigger lessons of, of extraterrestrial lives of, you know, lessons from Atlantis, all of this. So wondering Shireen, what's your perspective on where life between lives adds into this greater picture we've been talking about thus far? Oh, I was, yeah. And all of this, I, I love the life between the lives and I'm, I'm in the process of getting certified in it because it's impacted me so much um, in understanding that we have free will and that we have a divine purpose and that we choose a lot of the scenarios and suffering on earth before we come here. And I know that's so hard for people to understand. Su- understand suffering or pain? Uh, pain. Cause suffering is prolonged, right? Suffering. Just caught, I caught you there. I just caught you. There. Yeah. Suffering is, is choice, right? Yes. But pain is, is something that we. Inevitable growth. To, yeah. Be able to identify, make a change and, and change. Um, and the life between lives, how this all fits in is, is, and I don't know, I'm going to say this and unless you've done the research, it's going to sound offensive, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, I think of if there is war going on and people are being harmed and there are bombs and death and stuff, I think, wow, they sure chose like, they, you know, what an interesting path they chose and um, back up because in the life between lives, when you're in the spirit world, per, you know, sort, you get to decide coming to earth, what you're going to play out and who's going to play a part in what. And this is huge to understand. And that the person that is driving you crazy, the most in your life, you probably picked them to play that role so that you can, what learn compassion, forgiveness, X, Y, Z, right. And just understanding that, and it blew my mind because I was listening again last night to one of the cases that Dr. Michael Newton was working with. And the guy was looking at three bodies he could have chose, you know, and he's like, it's a, it was a, in all the other past lives, he was, um, a female and he, but he, in this life was a male. And he said, I, I chose this particular body and life because he's like, I was given three. One was a very successful, prestigious woman, but was cold hearted. And I would have to, you know, pay a lot of karma Two, I was going to be a quiet stay at home, uh, wife and mother, and, you know, has deal with health issues. And three, I could be a male with a feminine body, which meant that I would have to be a homosexual in the mm. 21st century. And he chose that one because he wanted to learn adversity in culture, mm-hmm. you know, and it just, it's just like, he chose it and his guides and everybody was helping him. Hey, well, if you went with this, this is probably what you would learn. And he, you know, he chose that coming here. Yeah. And so here he is a homosexual in the 21st century and he's struggling, but remembering that he chose this because he's learning this. And I love it when I I know Dolores talks about this and so does Michael Newton, like those that are disabled that come to earth. You know, we have so much pain. We look at them and go, oh, like what bad karma happened to them and how unjust this is. And that is the most sought after body in the spirit world is, is a disabled body. And here's why you can evolve 10 times faster than any being in a normal human body, because it triggers 
a response in every single person. Can you imagine coming to earth and you are disabled and you have to one, learn to trust and rely on somebody else, which is going to be, I mean, losing control is one of the ultimate lessons you could ever learn. And two, every single person you encounter is going to have a response, positive or negative. Like you can't just walk into a room or glide into a room or roll into a room in your wheelchair and they're not have a head turn and it brings something up in somebody. And it's like, that made me think, cause it's like, wow, this is, we are looking at life as this like happening, simple, happening yeah. against me, but it's happening yeah. for me. But it's like, and you know, and he goes into it. And so I think of some of these people that may have been harmed or whatnot. I'm like, I was joking to my friend and to a friend of mine. And I said, could you imagine I'm like sitting up and I'm like, yes, I'd like to be born around the 1980s, 1990s. Yes. Yes. I want to make sure that I'm around for 2020 for sure. I would like to be part of a biological experiment. I would like to be part of a pandemic. I'd like to be part of a famine. I'd like, and I remember like, I'm thinking all the things that I would probably ticking off the list. Yes. I'd like to accelerate it times a thousand. So also give me this health element, you know, and it's like, you know, yeah, it's if, a you're lot. In, if you're alive in 2020, you, this, you're not here, uh, you know, to dick around. Yeah. You're, and you're Shereen, let me, let me jump back. in here. So I can hear the passion in your voice and Sorry, I can I hear, no, no, I love it. Shereen. This is why I, and I agree. I'm at the same place with you. And I, that's why I think this is so important to discuss. And just on that note, right on that note of the, the now and all the things that we're all moving through, this connects to the alien element. This connects to the, to the souls, the powerful alien souls that are also incarnating right now. People may have heard yeah. of this in regards to the indigo children, right? Or the, or the, or the souls that are the prodigies that are happening at an increased rate right now. It's to, it's to help with all of these predestined choices that we're, we're, we're all choosing, right? We're all choosing together. And I would, I would, as the listener of this podcast, I would ask yourself why? Yes, as individuals, yes, as individuals, we're making these choices for our own individual growth. But why do you think all of us are all incarnating here with all of these lessons at the same time? This goes back to what we were just talking before about Atlantis and the the collective, the, the desire for us to collectively rise together. I think, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Shereen, because this is my own intuitive feeling here, is that the reason there are so many of us picking so many contracts and lessons to move through is because there is a desire for us to collectively rise together. Does that resonate? And, and we are in an accelerated time, right? Like, and I think a lot of, here's the other thing that came to me is if it, the new earth was to go to another planet, it's going to have a vibrational frequency where you need to be aligned with it. And you need to have the, the lessons and the know-hows and the, you know, yeah. so this is training camp. This is training yeah. school to, to go. And I think I'll also, I also believe that this is a, the last reincarnation for many for planet mm. earth and for whatever reason. Um, but I do. And if it is your last reincarnation, like you're trying to cram it all in at the same time, like you're yeah. trying to get it all done as fast as you can, but yeah, on a collective scale too. And more and more the you know people are volunteering to come back here to bring to help with the evolution to help with the consciousness to help the collective move along um yeah 
I think it, it's all interwoven. Uh, it's funny because I was watching. Yeah. Well, I was watching, you know, I, if you just look at the younger generation, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is coming into earth? Like, you know, but they have to, they have to be more, more advanced. They're, they're so smart. They're so physiological. I saw a video of a six month old walking, you know, like, you know, five years ago, babies weren't holding their heads up and now they're walking by the yeah. time they're six months. And it's like, that's an evolutionary ed- energetic process, not just on a physiological level, yeah. but on a spiritual level you know, and I'm seeing children that like can spell and talk and speak and write like, and sing. And by the time they're three, and I'm like, I, I, I like, that's, that's huge advancements, yeah. huge. And it connects straight. It connects back to the life between lives, right. And how this, this collective storehouse of the subconscious unconscious mind, we're never losing anything. So even with the, we talked about the, the, the death, the destruction, the expansion and the destruction cycle that we've been going through as a, as, as a human race for, you know, generations with Atlantis, other civilizations as examples, but all of the information, while we physically feel like it's, we've lost it with the physical books and the physical examples and the physical, you know, recordings, there is this subconscious storehouse that Mm. we can access in the life between lives that is, is always recording. And this is the cool part well, I mean, all of this has been cool, but this, but just this little individualized component here, we, we don't just access that storehouse in the life between lives. We can access it right now in this present moment. If we can really open ourselves up to and realize it's possible, right? This is, and I want, I want to pass it back to you to get your views on this Shereen, but this is where I think it's the, I think it's Jung has the perspective or one of, I think it's Jung the the unconscious there's many aspects of the unconscious but one of them is the memories that we think we've lost but are always there and i think that's connected to this it's connected to this storehouse so what's your what's your thought on this in relation to life between lives and activating this knowledge i think more and more people are remembering faster why they're here um and for people like you and i we're helping people remember faster because we don't got time to just aimlessly walk through earth anymore. And so just people like you and I that are, are, I think, spiritually guiding people. Um, but you know, it's, it's crazy because I'm, I'm coaching clients who have children who are seven years old going, mommy, I don't remember earth being this cold. And, you know, even, even, you know, a close friend of my, in my life. Yeah. And, you know, even a close friend of mine, his son said to him the other day, I just don't understand why I chose it to be so tough. He's 12. And he's like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I didn't think it would be this hard. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, earth. He's like, I just don't remember it being this hard. And like had a whole conversation. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I mean, we fought the bad guys before, but we got to do it again. And he, he was like, okay, no more, you know, Marvel movies, no more galaxy movies. Right. He was just he was like, serious. but no, like, and I'm having to coach clients, children through this now, because it's like that remembering is, is needing to happen. And like you said, you don't have to have a life between life hypnotherapy session, yeah. you know, to remember that. Cause I mean, I'm having flashbacks daily now about this and this, oh, well, that makes sense. And I'm able to connect the dots now, now that I've, you know, tapped into that ability 
and have the framework too. Cause I think that's a lot of it too, is people don't even have the framework. If I go to the Amazonian jungle and hand them a cell phone and say, you know, use it to call somebody, they, they wouldn't even know where to begin. But if I teach them, oh, this is a device that you can use to call. Oh, well now that they have access to the remembering of what technology is. Yeah. And so it's the boxes going full circle to what we talked about. We're giving people framework and concept and language so that they can, you know, resonate and remember. I think it's important. Um, And, uh, but, and then again, you know, the past life regressions, they do help. They have helped me. I mean, they were a huge part of my journey. Well, let's train. Let's talk about, let's talk about this now. Cause this is, this is where I want to sort of bring all this together here now. And I, I just, I want to share one little experience here, then get your feedback on this. I, I think for everyone listening to all the things that we just talked about, it's a lot, right? And, 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 and the idea with this podcast, again, was one to just share some things with you to see how it resonates, see how it feels for you, see if anything comes up around it but also to start putting the dots together with all these seemingly disconnected, isolated pieces. Because for me, that's been the most empowering part is to see how it all connects together into this bigger picture for me as the individual and the collective that I'm a part of. And I want to sort of wrap this chat up now, Shireen, with things that we can do, things that we can do that, okay, let's say that I'm the listener, I just tuned into this podcast and I really resonated with the alien stuff, or I really resonated with the Atlantis stuff, or I really resonated with the life between lives. I want to end here with some tips for people about, okay, what can they, how can they lean more into this? And the first one I would say is one, do some research. I think those books and those, those, those resources that we shared at the start are a really good, powerful start, place to begin. Two, and this is the, the, the example I want to share. I had a client a few days ago and she was just going all in. She was getting light language downloads. She was she was sharing about these 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 races that were coming in. These entities. She was then using those energies to to take action on her business plan. And she was getting her, her chakras were opening up, and it all of it was occurring. And the thing that shifted it for her that I noticed was purely the space that was created her created for her to be just herself. And I think that is a powerful step in itself for people to hear is if you're listening to this, I would encourage you to find a space and place where you are seen, right? Where you can talk about these things and not be ostracized as that crazy witch or, or, or man or person that thinks crazy esoteric woo woo, excuse the language bullshit. So Shireen, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think are some tips and things people can do to lean into more of this, just this expansive world universe that we live in? Yeah, I think definitely creating the space and finding people that are a little bit more knowledgeable, like finding a spiritual mentor is great um, because people can get stuck on some of this stuff. And we talk about labels all the time and it's no difference than you diving deep in the DSM and you're coming out and you're like, okay, I have OCD, ADD, you know, all these things and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I have seen so many clients go deep down and they're like, oh yes, this makes so much sense now. Like, oh, so I never have to eat again and I can just fly through life and I don't need to make money because I'm an alien. And I'm like, okay, like, 
you know, so one be open-minded. Don't, don't attach the labels, even if it resonates. Like one client's like, Oh, I'm an indigo. That's why I am the way I am. Maybe, you know, uh, that could be the way it could be one of the reasons why you are the way you are. Um, but don't lose sight of the bigger picture is okay. And you are here at this time in a, to in help a physical with body in a physical body that has physical needs. Yes. Yes. And I think that's huge is for people to understand, okay, yes, you're connecting with your soul self, your spirit self, and you're beginning to realize uh, that you are an alien or, you know, a soul being coming to life and remembering your history. That's great. And you chose to be here on this planet at this time in a human body. So yes, you still need to play nice with your neighbor. Yes. You still need to, you know, you still need to make friends with the you know, or have healthy relationships. There's still things you need to learn. Um, so that's kind of my caution, but, you know, absolutely finding spiritual mentor that can help you sift through it. Um, was great. I had a great spiritual mentor. She didn't tell me anything. She just let me come to her and I'd be like, okay, so Atlantis. And she'd be like, yes. And she would just listen. And I'm like, and this, this, and this, and she goes, "Mm, what do you think? And I'm like, like having some, like you said, having someone to hold the space where you can go. Yeah. I believe that. No, I don't believe that. Yeah. That resonates. Yeah. Okay. And asking yourself now, what do I do with that information? Yes. Because we become greedy. Yes. And I just counseled someone this morning because she's like, I've done astrology, constellation, numerology. You know, I've done all the modalities. I've gone down every black and white rabbit hole you can imagine. And what is wrong with me? And I'm like, you lost sight of the vision. Yeah. Right. It is not so that you can figure out what's wrong with you. Despite what we want to believe in our healing journey, it is actually so that you can serve those around you and and help with expand and evolve collectively as well. And so don't get the tunnel vision of getting stuck on yourself and allowing that ego to trip you up and like, oh, well, it's because I'm an alien and I have karmic and, you know, my mom is my it was a past life. Like we can go into all these things, but if that's not helping you grow, what's the point? Yeah. So, you know, drop the labels, drop the stories and make sure that you're seeing the big picture. And it adds holistic to shrink. It's this, this, this spiritual side of us. And this is probably the last thing I'll say here. And we'll wrap this up because I want to be mindful of our energies and our schedules, but it's, it's seeing that everything that we just talked about today is an end to the other parts of you, right? Is the, the fact that you are, you hit on this stream, but I just want to, again, you know, stamp it home. Yes, you are a star seed. Yes, you are. You've had maybe an alien abduction that's enhanced you in some way, but you also need to be mindful of the glyphosate in your grains. You also need to be mindful of getting out into the, into the sun to move your body and, and pump your system. So it's, that's the other thing I would add to this is see that you are a spiritual being having a human experience across mind, body, and spirit, right? And if you can bring in this perspective, it'll enhance everything else. And if you can bring in everything else, it'll enhance the spiritual perspective. And one final thing here, and this is, this is where I've noticed I've run into troubles in my personal journey. I just want to share it is be careful of people that take advantage of this kind of, knowledge because this is so strange Mm -hmm. and not commonplace. And I want to see if you agree with this, Shereen, 
I think there are a lot of people out there that can maybe with their best intentions and maybe there are people that don't have best intentions, but I think there are people out there that can skew this sort of information add in their ego and use it to take advantage of you as the individual. Does that make sense what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And here's, here's my advice with that. I a hundred percent agree. And here's my advice. If for those that you are learning from, if they are telling you everything and what to do, they are not a spiritual mentor. Mm -hmm. If you read Dolores's books and if you read Newton's books and you hear about, you know, the purpose is not to know everything. Yeah. And so I'm really skeptical when, and I hate it when people come to me and they want a reading or they're like, so what do you think it is? My job is not to give you the answer. My job is to guide you through the options that you have and help you choose what is best for you. you. Because here's the thing, if I, you got to be very careful. If I said, oh yeah, yeah, um, your sole you're purpose is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're an indigo or, you know, you had a past life where you did some bad shit. So this life, you just need to sit down. You just need to sit this life out and just be quiet and not say anything. And you do that. That's now a karmic reference on me, like, because I had that influence. And so it's like, I don't know. I can help guide you through, you know, light languages and I can, you know, help guide you through a past life regression, but you get to decide what to do to do with that. You know, it's not, I think we need to be careful in absolutes. Cause I had an astrologer do a reading and he goes, it was really tough. Cause he's like, yeah, you're never going to be really well known because you have this thing in this house and this and that. And so like, oh, I would just drop the idea of being a speaker because you have way too much karma in this house. And I was like, and you just bought yourself a bunch more karma because what if that's my journey to figure out? And I am supposed to be a speaker, but I need to do it differently. And your pain to move through. And my pain to move through. Yeah. And he, and like, I was sad for a good three weeks. Like I was like, well, what's the point then if this is not my path? Like he told me that's not my path. Who is he to look at one aspect of my astrology chart and turn around and tell me what I am and what I am supposed to do and not supposed to do in this life. Yeah. You know? And so we need to be careful because we, again, we have free will and look at the desires of your heart and out of all these things, we get so caught up in the spiritual journey of, okay, what are my gifts? What am I supposed to do? What's my role? How do I do it? That we forget again, the human experience is joy. And one of the things that we chose earth is because we get to experience the wide range of, of emotions, not just pain. Yeah. And so if you want to go frolic in the woods and paint with a stick, maybe that is what you're supposed to do. Maybe that is enough that you're an anchor that, that, you know, just you, you being connected to nature is enough. Maybe not. I don't know. That's not for me to say. And so just being careful for those that are going down these rabbit holes, like you just said, and who they're latching onto that yep. are taking advantage of you, yep. you know, and that is why I stopped doing really specific readings for people. Yeah. Me too. Me too, Shereen. I That's the same. I hit that same wall because it's, yeah. And I, I want to wrap it up here, Shrink, because I, I, need, I need to run and you need to run. But I think it's, I think th- that point, right, especially with this kind of work, 
the the best, and I've said it before, and it's the reason that this podcast is called the Cosmic Love Antenna because you have all of the answers inside of you. Yes, we need help sometimes to get back to those answers, but the best coach, the best therapist, the best doctor, the best, the best external mentor and guide is the one that's walking you back home to those truths, not projecting their truths onto you, right? They're there to guide. They're there to create the container. They're there for your energy to flow. But at the end of the day, it's you coming back to that truth, right? And that truth will bubble up. It'll bubble up and it will start giving you little sit, little like peaks, peaks through and, and, and shine through telling you, does this feel good or does this not feel good? And based off that, that is where your choices need to be coming from. Shireen, we did it. We, 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 we talked about all the things. I'm very surprised <laughs> we did it. Uh, thank I thought you. we were going to go even more woo, oh, well, so I'm, I'm really surprised. That's part three. We'll, <laughs> this is, we'll keep it going. I, I would love to hear feedback. Beautiful listeners, if you've really enjoyed this conversation, you got a lot out of this, if it resonated with you, even if it didn't, give me, give me some feedback, give me some love, leave it in the reviews, reach out to me on all the socials. We'd love to hear insight. We'll do another episode regardless, but we can build these episodes based off what you need. But Shireen, I love you very much. Thank you for joining me in the woo-woo world. Uh, I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Beautiful souls out there in the listening lounge. We love you unconditionally. We wish you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. We'll see you next time on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your hosts for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.